Well, hey kids, this is the Preacher and the Piano Man, a fun podcast to help kids learn and pray the Bible with their parents. My name's Tyler. I'm the Preacher. My name's... uh, My name's Trevor, Piano Man. Whoa, Trevor, are are you you running right now? No, I'm... uh, What are you doing? I'm on a bike. I uh, signed up to do this tour of France or something, and it's way faster than I was expecting. You're riding... And the famous bike ride, the Tour de France? Tour de France. I thought it was like, hey, let's Tour de France. Uh No, it's... All right, I just parked on the side of the road. I didn't realize I was in a race. Oh, yeah, that would be a pretty... Hold on, let me get my breath back. Pretty, pretty long tour. I was was like, man, I'm not getting to see the sights. I am way too fast. I'm glad we figured that out together today. Well, I'm glad that we get to do a podcast because Tyler, as always, you're going to tell me in a really cool Bible story and I'm going to ask a couple questions and then maybe write a little song at the end. That's right. And today is episode two, season two. And today, kids, the story is about a fight. David, the teenage mutant ninja, shepherd, shepherd, shepherd versus Goliath, the Philistine giant warrior dude who should have listened to his mommy and tightened his helmet before he went outside to play. And also there's a rap battle battle battle. Let's do it. Hit the theme song. Put down those yummy goldfish. Because guess what? We granted your wish. You get to hear from your bucket list. It's the preacher and the piano man. Fun and now go hand in hand. And this time it will be grand. It's the preacher and the piano man. Okay, kids. Well, the vocab word today is heart. Heart. And according to the Bible, your heart is who you are on the inside, not the outside. It's like your heart isn't about what you do as much as it's about why you do what you do. Heart isn't about how you look. It's about how you love. Heart isn't about how strong your muscles are. It's about how strong your trust in God is. And that's how God measures our heart in love and trust. The more love and trust for God you have in there, In your heart, the better. And here's the deal. What God cares about most is your heart because whatever is on the inside, well, it eventually comes out. Now, Trevor, I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Uh, Do you know who had a great heart? Well, this one's easy, actually. All the time growing up in sports, I'd ask my coach afterwards for any any sport. I'd say, hey, coach, like, how'd I do? You know, know, give me something good, you know? And he'd say, like, well, you— you played with a lot of heart, kid, and you know that really makes me happy. So I'm, I'm I like that. Mm, what sports did you play? Uh, baseball, soccer, basketball, swimming, swimming. Wow, yeah. You're um, you have some sweet coaches, man. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm glad that you had a lot of heart. You know who even had more heart than you? Who's that? King David. In fact, the Bible calls him a man after God's heart. He wanted his heart to be godly. He always wanted to show God that he loved and trusted him. And I think that's a pretty cool nickname, like a man after God's heart. So uh, it got me wondering, Trevor, if the Bible were to give you a nickname, what do you think it would be? 
Uh, probably something that like really depicts my personality, like Trevisor the Ferocious. Trevisor, wow. Yeah. I thought that's pretty. That's pretty good, kids. Let me ask you, um, what what if if you think the Bible were to give Trevor a nickname, what would it be? Well, I think we should call him Mr. Spaghettio because he likes to eat two cans every Tuesday night. <laughs> Well, his mommy told me that his nickname when he was a baby was Poopsy Whoopsy Poopy Doopy Poop Poopy 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 You Poop. Wow, those are. I'd like to address the first one actually. They said that I should be called Mister Spaghettios because I eat two cans every single Tuesday. Like that, those, those birds are not here. How am I getting a hand of those two cans? Oh no no. Two cans, like the number two and cans of SpaghettiOs, oh. not the bird of two cans. Oh, actually, never mind. That may, I'm, I apologize. That's actually a pretty good nickname then. Okay. Um, well, back to the story. If you remember from last episode, David is anointed king when he's still a kid because King Saul disobeyed God. God actually tells the prophet Samuel to go to a town called Bethlehem and find Jesse's house. Jesse was David's dad. Jesse had eight sons. David was the youngest. And he told Samuel that one of those sons would be king. Now, this was crazy because Samuel had no idea which one of those eight boys was going to be king. He just had to like look and I guess sense what God was nudging him towards. So Trevor, let me ask you, what do you think a king should look like or or be like? Hmm, That's a great question. Uh, Maybe like six feet tall, like brown hair swooped from the right to the left with like thin rimmed glasses, maybe musical talent. Uh, I don't know, like fit adjacent. Um, fit I don't know. That's, that's maybe the best description I could come up with on the top of my head. Tre- Trevor, are you talking about yourself right now? Huh? I, I guess that does sound kind of like me. Interesting. That was weird. No. no, but I was actually talking about Jonathan Thomas, our producer and editor. Actually, you're probably right. Jonathan will make a pretty good king. Now, uh, here's the deal. Samuel gets there to Jesse's house and uh, he starts meeting all the sons. David was the youngest. He wasn't as jacked or as handsome as his brothers. He wasn't even invited to the first meeting with Samuel because no one thought that the widow shepherd boy could be the great king. But God actually chooses David and Samuel's over there thinking like, God, are you sure? But 1 Samuel 16, 7 tells us that the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height because the Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And there it is. Now, here's what's crazy. After Samuel anoints David as the next king, David doesn't become king for like, 15 years, but God made him a promise because David had the right heart. Now, the first time we see David's heart in action is on the battlefield in a fight versus a giant. Trevor, I've got to know, when's the last time you got in a fight? Oh, man. I don't like talking about it because it brings up some big memories, but... 2012, I was in New York City with a couple of my friends and we had to fight off the Chitari and Loki um, to save all of civilization as we know it. And it was a tough day. It was a tough day, you know, but we made it through. 
Um, just curious, who who were what were your friends' names? Oh well, you've got you know the Black Widow, Captain America, the Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, Hawkeye, and then me, Trevisor the Ferocious. I see. Um, well, that sounds like a pretty epic battle. They should make some movies about it. Um, but here's the story from the Bible. All right, David's still a kid. Saul's king. And Saul is facing a major problem, a giant. The giant's name is Goliath. And he's like, I am Goliath, the Philistine giant. Wah, 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 wah. You know, like the giant stood nine foot tall. He had a bronze javelin hung on his shoulder, over a hundred pounds of armor. This was a scary dude. And to be honest, I feel like he actually deserves a scary voice effect since he's like the villain here. So um, scary, scary Gary. Scary Gary, over in the corner, sitting in the the real shadowy area. I'm sorry to ask this of you, but could you do us a favor? Could you play Goliath for us? Go go ahead, man. Sure. I am Goliath, the Philistine champion. Hear me roar. (laughs) Send me your best, and we'll settle this one-on-one. Winner takes all. I'll crush his bones and use them to pepper my stew, you Israelite scum. (laughs) Whoa. Gary. You really leaned in there. Um, I'm actually really afraid right now. So I'm just going to move on with the story. Okay, so for 40 days, Goliath shouted basically those exact words. um, And no one, including King Saul, had the courage to step up and fight him. Um, No one thought they had what it took to defeat him. But a boy did. An interstage right David sent to the front lines that day by his dad with like a charcuterie board and a lunchbox to deliver to his brothers who were hungry and in the army. And he walked through the camp and he heard the roars of Goliath too. And he was incensed. First Samuel 17, 26 says that David was like, who's this pagan Philistine anyways, that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God. And immediately the author of first Samuel shows us that there is something different about this boy, David. And it wasn't his size or his strength or his fighting skills. It was his heart. He completely trusted in God. David thought, look, I can take this giant. I can take him because God can take him. So Saul, the king said, okay, go for it. And onto the battlefield, David went. And he went with no armor. He went with no sword. All he took was a slingshot and some rocks. Well, and they, they settled it the only way the ancient warriors know how. With an epic rap battle. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Because the champ is here! My name is Goliath, they is going around Try not to frown when King Saul loses the crown Round and round, my sword goes round and round I like the sound of Israelites hitting the ground I bring that boom, boom, boom Like the black-eyed peas Stay out the lane, Goliath laying down the D Even LeBron James, he be shooting threes I'm nine foot tall, rode all the rides by H3 VP, brat, brat, B-I-G, brat. He stands eye to eye with my knee. 
plays a harp. You think he can conquer me? Tee hee hee. Send condolences to Jesse. Is this the best you got? A little runt from Bethlehem? Sending a boy because you can't find me a man? Oh, he's a shepherd singing songs to widow lambs. I bet you're still in diapers. You still hold your mommy's hand? Ha <laughs> ha, fee, fa, fo, fum. I flick you like a crumb, then chew you up like some gum. I spank your bum. I spank your bum like a drum. Rumpa bum bum. I spank your bum like a drum. I see you've got a slingshot. I'm scared down to my bones. You think you're gonna knock me down with a couple of stones? Think again, shepherd boy, or maybe you can't see. I am Goliath, the big bad Philistine. Do re me, do re me. Your psalms are weak. <laughs> All right, everybody, let the boy speak. What? He just slayed that shrimp. David, I'm the king to be. I learned my way of life from my shepherding. I've seen a sheep or two or four or five to know when somebody has wool over their eyes. When people look at us, they'll see me causing a scene. You may be big and tall, I may be small and lean. But guess what? I read ahead. I know who becomes king. And it's not who you think. Just read 1 Samuel 17. Yeah, while you are swinging your words, I'll be slinging my stones. You'll be lying down and I'll be standing alone. I heard there was a champion from Gath, but all I see before me is a guy who needs a bath. Yeah, there's a reason with my aim. I keep the lions at bay. You think I got these scars from just stacking hay? How's the weather up there? I hope you've enjoyed it. In a few more seconds, you'll lose your employment. You are strong and fast and big and tall, but without my God, you are looking real small. So now it's my turn. I load up my sling. Here's your boom, boom, boom. Now you're out of the ring. Yeah. Snap. Wow. King David wow. out. Rodents and gentle rats, may I have your attention, please? Rodents and gentle rats, may I have your attention, please? Because the hamster is here. Me, it's the hamster here, and hamster gear, and I was there. I'm super duper old 10,000 years. I've been here 10,000 years. I'll tell you the story, give me your ears, of how I went when I was there 10,000 years. I was there. It's the hamster here. Lend me your ear. There was a food truck on the battlefield. It was Chipotle, so I got a meal. David and Goliath were about to fight. Can I have two scoops of that white rice? John was loud and he looked real mean. I'll take just a little bit of more black beans. I'm almost 150 pounds of weight. For 150 calories, choose a steak. I approximate. That's a lot of weight. Worked out today. Hamster wheels are great. Don't forget lots of fajita veggies. David had no sword. He had no shield. Corn salsa, please, to seal the deal. Put a smooth stone right in a sling. A side of guac, Coke Zero to drink. Stone flew fast, hit him on the head. Two bites later and the giant was dead. So the moral of the story for all the squad, the hamster squad, who loves the pod, is I love Chipotle and trust in God. Love the pod and trust in God. Against the odds, you can trust in God. (laughs) Hey, kids, you're going to want to listen to this song again. So go ahead and rewind it. And then pray with your parents. How to get Chipotle now? Bye. <laughs> Whoa. So wait, the hamster was th- the hamster was there? I, we're learning a lot of hamster lore in this episode.
he's 10,000 years old. How did he get from Israel to Kentucky? I don't know. It's impressive. Now, kids, that's basically exactly what happened. David trusted in God. He shot his shot and bam, the shepherd boy took down the warrior giant. Now, immediately, Saul made David the commander over his armies. And it was a wise move because David had a heart that trusted in God. So God blessed everything that David did. But then an unexpected turn of events occurred. And it happened at the celebration party for David's victory. Now, Trevor, I gotta ask you a question. If you just beat a giant and saved your whole country, how would you celebrate? Well, I'd probably be pretty thirsty. So I'd go and probably use my like eighth punch hole to get a free giant icy from like Speedway or something like that. Mm. Uh, Kick back, relax, drink some of that, get a brain freeze. Hmm. What flavor? Cherry and Coca-Cola, half and half. That's actually not a terrible idea. Now, the Bible tells us that Saul and David uh, didn't get ICs. They had a huge parade. 1 Samuel 18, 6 says that when the victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine, women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul and they sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. And this was their song. They sang, Saul has killed thousands. But David, tens of thousands. And I'm going to tell you what, the song was beautiful, I know. But Saul did not think the song was beautiful. In fact, Saul was like, wait, what did you all just sing? And the lady said it again. Saul's killed thousands, but David tens of thousands. And Saul got angry, jealous. Now, you see what Saul should have done is he should have grabbed David and pulled him up by his side and says, three cheers for David. You know, I beat 1,000, he beat 10,000. I can do math. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the 11,000 club and nobody can stop us. That's not what he did. He couldn't. His heart was full of selfishness and jealousy, not trust. So as the, uh, the singers continued, the Bible tells us, 1 Samuel 18, verse 8, that this made Saul very angry. What's this? He said. They credit David with tens thousands and me with only thousands. Next, they'll be making him their king. And so from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. And there's the difference. David may not have looked like a warrior or a king on the outside, but on the inside, he completely trusted in God to guide his path and deliver the victory. And Saul didn't. And this illustrates an important point, kids. Whatever it is that's in you, it'll eventually spill out of you. If God is in your heart, then godliness will spill out. If love is in your heart, then love will spill out. If trust is in your heart, then you will be sloshing trust out on everyone. But if jealousy or selfishness is in you, that will spill out too. And that's what happens with Saul. He goes from promoting David to trying to kill him. And that's what we're going to look at in some of our future episodes. Now, on that note, Trev, uh, we're not going to put an awesome song at the end of the show today because we already heard heard an epic ancient rap battle. So real quick, let me review with the kids. You can give them their secret word. And then we're going to give them just a little special surprise today. All right. Your vocab today was heart, heart. And heart is who you are on the inside, not the outside. And remember, God measures your heart in love and trust. Your memory verse today reminds us of what God saw in David that makes him so special. 
1 Samuel 16, 7, remember God said to Samuel, people judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Now your prayer assignment is the same thing as on Monday. I want you to give God your heart today. It's a really simple prayer. Repeat after me. Just say, God, I'm a kid after your heart. So today I will love and trust you by, and then fill in the blank. And I want you and your parents to answer that. I want you to tell God how you're gonna love and trust him today. Now, last thing, secret word number two for this week. Trev, you got a word for us? I do. I'm not gonna spill the beans from last episode. You have to go back and listen to it if you wanna know. But the second word is balloons. First word, mystery from the first episode. Mm -hmm. Second word, balloons. All right, now kids, guess what? Since the rap battle was so epic, if you look just beside this on the podcast, we have dropped the rap battle as its own episode. Boom! So right now, pray with your parents and go listen to it again. We'll see you next episode. See ya.